Hi, everybody. <laughs> just do it. Just do it in that voice and don't say anything. Hi, Hi everybody. everybody. Welcome to Heiji. No, I don't want to do that. That's stupid. Warning: This podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this, and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This. I am James. I'm Russ. And I'm Fry. Ooh, there's no movie for me to talk about because I didn't <laughs> want to watch that crappy movie you pitched. It's so spooky. Well, for the first time in the history of this podcast, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it again. We accidentally picked a good one. Ah, uh, well, it happens from time to time. I, I, I have to be honest, I, I am less sad about that than I am when you pick a real stinker. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I'm, Fry and I haven't conferred on this one yet, but yeah. Fry, did we pick too good a movie? I think we picked quite a good one, yeah. yeah. You know, I always know it's going to be a good one when I tell people I'm going to watch this, and they're like, oh, I've seen that, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. This is this is not supposed to be overlap between the movies I watch for this and yeah, movies like the, normal not, people watch for fun. You're not supposed to have heard of it. What are you doing? Wait, this movie appears on a streaming service that's not YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> the reason I was late, boys, is because I was having all sorts of technical difficulties with today's spooky untitled dot text. Oh no. And what boy, happened? I sure hope they're working now. Okay. Because today... Well, are, you, are you sure it, you don't want to brush by them? Or are you sure you don't want to bore everyone with the details? Oh, no. I'm going to tell everybody every detail. It oh, is spooky theme music. <laughs> oh, cool. Ah, okay. Okay. Very cool. You are going to hear a theme from a horror movie. It is your job to tell me what that theme is. Boys, they're hard this time. The score is currently... <laughs> Fry 37, James 33. All right, away we go. Your first question. Oh, that's the opening to next episode. Ah. I, I know this is like a classic, iconic piece of music, but it's one of those ones that has become so classic and iconic that I have forgotten what movie it belongs to. Any, are there any years or any other? You you're not getting a year. You're not getting none of that. You're getting a sound. What's the no, file this is... name? <laughs> <laughs> the file name is HJWT Horror Trivia 10 13. Damn. <laughs> yeah, this is hard mode. All right, let me. Can we hear it one more time? Yes, please? you can. I want to say it feels like something classic. It feels classic. grand. I, I'm yeah. feeling. I'm feeling space. Well, boys, that'd be Godzilla. Oh, oh my God, yes. The first one, Okay. Right? That's the one. All right, your next question. Oh, this sounds nice. This is a horror movie? Yes, this it is. Bambi? Bambi's a horror movie. It, it, it does <laughs> sound like Bambi. <laughs> well, I can't guess nothing, so I'm going to say that's Psycho. I, I feel like it's something like from the '80s. It is from the it's, '80s. It's definitely doing mm. the start with like a happy, you know, nice place that's about to get really fucked up, 
But that narrows it down to several hundred films. That narrows it down to most horror movies, I, I realize. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Friday the 13th. That would be Poltergeist, my boys. Poltergeist. Ah, oh, right. damn it. All right, let's throw you something a little bit easier here. <laughs> Oh, is that Predator? Nope. It's very jazzy. Ooh, ooh, oh, 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 no. Nope. Oh, this sounds so familiar. Okay. Oh, this one's... Can we have it one more time? One more time. Thank you. I know I've seen this. Omen? Nope. No, it's something more classic than that the problem is i don't know why all movie music out of context sounds like star trek to me (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna say that's the thing no that would be bram stoker's dracula oh okay wait wait we get any of these bram stoker wait hold on a sec the one with gary oldman oh okay wow run up the score boys (laughs) yeah all right, let's try. Oh, let's give you something even easier. Okay. I don't know why you thought Bram Stoker's Dracula would be easy. It's so memorable. It's like Dracula doesn't have a theme. It did. Oh. That was it. No, I mean like Dracula <laughs> as a character. <laughs> you, mean, you know what I mean? I, I, I think you mean a late motif. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I don't know about music. Uh, is that Psycho? No. It is not. Oh, I'm pretty sure this is Stranger Things. No. Is Doctor Strangelove a, a horror movie? No. No, I, is this The Shining? It was The Shining! Oh, Yeah, nice. all right. Nice. I finally recognized one of these. Nicely done, Fry. <laughs> Let's go with this one. Oh, oh Halloween. Nope. Oh, wait. Wait, I'm an idiot. Scream? Nope. Oh, this is Friday the 13th. Nope. That sounds really familiar. What the fuck? Uh, I really (laughs) thought I knew that one. It does sound quite a lot like Halloween. Hmm. I'm going to hate myself so much when you tell me the answer. Yeah, I don't have it, Russ. The Exorcist. Of course. Of course. I knew I'd heard it before, but... Let's see Good if a, th- this is a little bit, b- bit of a stumper. Let's try this one. <laughs> it's not Alien, is it? Nope. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Wait, is that Jaws as well? Nope. Oh, okay. I'm just, I, I'm only going by the sound of the music. Like, it's either in space or underwater. That's all I'm reason, thinking about. For some reason, I want to guess Hellraiser. Oh, that's a good guess. No, it was the answer. Uh, the answer is the same as one of the questions we had last week. We don't listen to the show. Um, <laughs> uh, was I here last week? <laughs> I don't really have. Well, that's a hard one, boys. That was Silent Hill. Oh, oh. yes, Silent Hill. That okay. classic horror film. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get this one. I will definitely cry. Well, be, be, get your tissues ready. Is that the thing? Nope. 
God, that was it. I was. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on a second. Maybe, you, maybe you pulled a, a, an obscure one out. That sounds a little like Mr. Jones. We have guessed it several times on this episode already. Oh, it's Friday the Thirteenth. No. Damn it. <laughs> wait, what did I? Well, now I don't remember what I guessed. <laughs> Is that Alien? That's Alien. Oh, finally, oh, I got one. <laughs> Russ, I don't have an ear for music, man. (laughs) That's all right. We can laugh at ourselves later. We could do it now. There's no reason to wait. I'm going to give you three more. I will go hard to easy. Okay. Okay. Is that Halloween? Nope. That's not Cabin in the Woods, is it? No. Oh, good guess. Oh, is that Friday the 13th? No. Oh. I think I'm out of guesses. Yeah, it seemed like it was too modern to be that. It seemed like... Was, was it a fairly recent one? It like was. That was Saw, decades? boys. Saw. Oh, okay. I realize right. recent encompasses a very long period of time. I didn't actually see Saw, so... Ha <laughs> Seesaw. Seesaw. I get it. Penultimate. Oh, that's Psycho. Nope. Damn it. I was really hoping you would have put Sounds that like in. Chuck. Nope. In the Mouth of Madness? Nope. Very famous. Very famous. Oh! Oh, goodness. This is clearly chase music of some kind. There are a lot of chases. Friday the 13th. That's the one. Yay! (laughs) It was only a total guess. 100% guess. I don't have an ear for music. (laughs) Well, let's see if that's true, because here is your final one. Oh, that's Halloween. That's Halloween. Ah, there we go. Well, Fry, we did it. Well, boys, <laughs> run up the score. Run up the score. <laughs> what, two to two? That was yeah. two to two. Fry, 39. James, 35. I'm going nice to be work. honest with you. Out of context, all movie music just, like, I rate it by how close it sounds to, like, a John Williams type thing or, like, a Star <laughs> Trek theme. It doesn't, out of context of the movies, it doesn't do that much for me with the exception of like weird stuff like the inception soundtrack is pretty crazy right like stuff like that but you know well remember i said that this year's horror quiz would get harder as it went along you have succeeded yes you're definitely doing that i can't wait until we get zero points in the last week yeah i'm terrified about next week well i mean i guess i can see where we go from here but there's just not a lot of steps left. <laughs> Next Only week, one. it's just regular questions, but he's going to hire people to, like, huck ping, ping pong balls at us while we try to answer. <laughs> huh. ah. That's a good idea. Ah, my head. I will transcend podcasting, and next week's quiz will be completely visual. I'm going to say, who's this, and hold up a picture, and provide no exposition to the viewer at all. Should we answer oh. via thumbs up or thumbs down on camera as well? Is this Jason Voorhees? (laughs) No, I'm sorry. It's a pile of rags behind my apartment. That would would make for wonderful air. So, gentlemen, what do we have today? Well, it's another ghost story, isn't it? Mm. And the year is 2020. Whose house? His house. (laughs) The movie's called His House. (laughs) All right. His house 
is is kind of in some ways it's you know you get a house there's something haunting it is that is the ghost haunting the house is the ghost haunting the people in this case it is this is very much a story of two people who are haunted by ghosts that happen to be manifesting in their house so we've got two recent immigrants to the uk uh, mm-hmm. bull and real they have just been released from immigration detention and been given a house and from the UK, you said? Immigrants to the UK from... Sudan. South Sudan. Oh, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes. And things were not super great for them in the South Sudan. As, <laughs> as it does not seem to have been the case for a lot of people. Mm. So they they made it to the UK. You know, long, treacherous trip. Lost some people along the way. We'll find out more about the trip as the movie goes on. And... They get told, hey, you know what? Here, you get this this house. It's a great house. Look at how big it is. You don't have to share it with anybody. Congratulations. This seems suspicious in no way. For a government house, it's quite large. It is disgusting, though. I mean, like, just imagine every bad thing you might imagine finding in an apartment. Holes in the walls, you know, cockroaches, uh, trash everywhere. A variety of shit just out in the yard. And then later we find out that people commonly use their backyard as a public toilet. Oh. Uh, it's not a particularly, like, you know, there's nothing, it's not an obscene scene or anything like that. It's just like, oh, why did that person do that? <laughs> well, if, there were, if they came out into their backyard and there was a guy literally shitting on the yard, I think it would have been more of a comedy thing. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not. Like, it's still gross, but. I love how they did this whole sequence because they're getting this badoom-tish shitty house. And uh-huh. it, I mean, you can't even call them microaggressions. The whole thing is filled with like the immigration officer played by Matt Smith, by the way, who is like, wow, it's even bigger than my house and like really rubbing it in. Yeah. Wow. They spend a lot of time on just like all the constant shitty things that happen to immigrants to, you know, in this case, the UK, although I am certain similar stories could be said about America. The immigration yes. office, like, when they're released from detention, like, he doesn't give a shit about their story. He's like, no, you're being released. Go on, get out of there. They they <laughs> drop them off on a bus, and they just, like, toss the bags out of the bus. They don't even hand them to them. Like, get out. Jeez. And Matt Smith, one of the last things he says to the, the guy is, be one of the good ones. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, okay, it's that kind of movie. Yeah, so... They just get shit on from everyone around them. Like, it's it's really sad to see how they're, they're being treated here. And that is not the horror part of the movie. That's the <laughs> daily life part of the movie. No, that's that's the horror that you get in real life, which is banal, cruel, and, you know, not involving cool, spooky ghosts. Because here's, here's the downside. Uh, there does seem to be a ghost there as well. Uh, that's unfortunate. Maybe that's why the house was available. <laughs> May have extra tenant sometimes. I so want it. Man, I still haven't got to see a haunted house. Not a haunted hotel, yeah. never a ghost. Damn, I want to see a ghost. Well, there, you need there to are no... visiting more hotels. Oh, wait. Should I hold off on my skeptical statements until after Spooky Ween? Oh, no, you can be skeptical. be skeptical. I like we're, like, we're all skeptics here, but I just want to, you know, stay in a house with, you know, a low-level carbon monoxide leak so I can see the ghosts, too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's no such thing as ghosts, but there are poisonous gases. I mean... That is the thing. 
<laughs> Have you ever they heard of Radon? I've tried to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, also super bad for you. So we, we do get to see them trying to assimilate or trying to make their new life here. Uh, Bull, the, the husband, is he's really trying hard to fit in. He, he like goes down to the pub and he sings football songs with everyone in the pub. Okay. He's just trying to be one of the gang. No one's really accepting him yet, unfortunately, mm. but he's he's still trying. He's still putting it out there. A valiant effort. And you're one and the whole time you're just cringing. Like he's trying yeah. so hard and it's just yeah. fallen dead flat. And and his wife, Rial, is is doing pretty much the exact opposite. She's still wearing her traditional clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. she's still, you know, making traditional food. She's Annoyed at him for having her eat with silverware and on the table instead of the traditional eating with her hands. You, and you know, Fry. Like speaking of traditions, we don't have that much history as, as Europe, people of European descent in the United States. But our quote unquote traditional food is better than a lot of dishes from the UK. <laughs> I'd still be making my own shit too, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I mean, I think most people would agree with that. I once asked a waiter what a hot brown sandwich was, and he said it is all three of those things. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. They got some good stuff over there. Now, Russ, you'll, you're the more traveled one among us. So I believe I've had Marmite, but there's another name for it. Vegemite. Right? Vegemite's okay. Australian. Ve- Mar- Marmite's the Vegemite's Australian. But there, but the, that stuff is pretty good if you have a taste for that kind of thing. But uh, it's not for everyone. I can say that with confidence. I love. I hope that when the annals of history are written, the entirety of British cuisine, that chapter in history, will be a jar of Marmite. And <laughs> I, I think it, that's what should survive the longest. Well, I mean, I mean, what's the best British food? Kebabs. Right? <laughs> Kebabs aren't British. I know. That's my point. Like, what's the best food you can get, right? It's like, it's all imported stuff. Bangers and mash. I guess toad in the hole's okay. It's not all bad. But wait, that's Scottish. Wait, cotton chips. No, that's the the cotton chips can't be British. Someone fried fish. Everyone fries fish. Fried fish and potatoes, like, I think it is British the way they serve it, but it's not... It's not exactly an exemplar. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not bad. I'd eat it. I, in fact, I do eat it sometimes. But it's not bad. But no. Anyway, um, sorry. When I, I just now Googled um, traditional British cuisine, and yes. the first result was full English breakfast. Yeah, but I mean, that's just sausage and eggs and beans for Things some that everyone has eaten as staples for the entirety of human history. Yeah, it's just, that's you just fried a bunch an of food egg? on a plate. Amazing. You know, I mean, look, we're not standing on a pedestal here. The U.S. has a lot of food problems, and we're not trying to defend that. But, like, gumbo, there's legitimately good food here that you, you know, don't really see. The deep-fried Twinkie place. needs to be on a flag. We should just <laughs> yeah, review the should. food in movies. I think, actually, this is our niche. <laughs> that would I kick do. ass. <laughs> like, we're, we're going to review movies still. It's still going to be a movie podcast, but we are explicitly only talking about the food they eat. If we were to do that, which I'm obviously vetoing because this is a silly lark, but if we were to do that, I would ex- I would exclude movies about food and drink. It would have to be incidental to the movie, like the breakfast in the, oh, that Daniel Day-Lewis movie that I haven't seen yet still. Phantom Thread. Yes, in Phantom Thread. 
It would be like The Breakfast and The Phantom Threat. Like it would be stuff that isn't central to I the mean, movie. I mean, I think that's anyway. a, that's okay, but we've also got there's a movie coming out. I can't remember the the name of it. Russ will probably remember it. Hmm. I believe the concept is these rich people pay to go to a, a very exclusive dining experience at a restaurant. No, see, that would be right out because it's about food. And then they're going to get murdered there is, is more or less what happens. Like, the movie's not about the food, but the food is clearly a central part of the movie. I've seen that the trailer That one would be to- really close to the line, Fry. I would be, that, that one would be subject to review, I think. Why, why are you drawing lines on our imaginary podcast idea? I am what the about Silence drawer. of the Lambs or that Jeffrey Dahmer story? If it wasn't for me, this podcast would be nothing but utter chaos. Speaking of which, <laughs> Fry, apologies for the interruption. Please back to the discussion. See, this is good because this is like a good movie where there's not a lot to make fun of. And so these larks yeah. are going to pad it. Yeah, we're, we're going to need these for sure. That is why I allowed it to go on for so long. But we must continue. How do you know that? You haven't seen this movie. It can get crazy as shit from here. Forging and then Godzilla destroys the house. You would, your energy would have told me that. Oh, so you can you can see my energy, my aura. No, it's now. not like a he's no, balancing chi like thing. It's, Roll with it. I mean, literally the the way in which you are speaking. It's not you got like me a hippie. There. Yeah. Now it's a Naruto ahead. podcast. Oh my so, god. <laughs> no, no. Now we're moving on. Thank so you. the two of them, they're having different reactions to trying to live here. But there's one thing yes. they're both about to share, which is a lot of strange shit going down in the house <laughs> affecting them both. Here's where we start getting our, our ghost scenes in here. Yeah, and there's a lot what, of... I'm curious, again, as with all ghost movies, like what types of shit is happening? Yeah, so uh, I'll go through, Aside from through the, the different in the like, yard, parts of the haunting. Uh, there's one other thing we need to know is that they lost a, their daughter on the way here. Oh, ooh, that's that's so sad. they've they've got that going on in their lives, and there's there's more to that story, and it's kind of tied into. It sounds the, like uh, their story getting here is arguably more horrifying than the things that may happen from like a ghost. I mean, more people died in their story getting here. So, yeah. <laughs> so they start seeing their daughter, but not really in a healthy way. Yeah, more yeah. she she drowned, and so they see her like dripping wet, eyes all all glassed over. They see this other this man wearing a mask who, like the mask is real unsettling and asymmetrical, and he he runs away and he teleports around and stuff like that. He doesn't oh, okay. seem to be actively affecting them, but he's he's definitely like driving them mad. And then we see oh, just so so this is like a classy ghost movie like the ghost is not throwing vases at people this is more just like they're seeing hor- like horrible yeah stuff. they're they're okay. seeing horrible stuff and we've definitely come up a few tears haven't we gentlemen <laughs> definitely especially from last week <laughs> i know i'm disappointed too and some in, in one of the first vi- uh, sets of visions we see a couple different things there's you know a mysterious figure at the end of a hallway there's a a child running across the hallway, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of a couple of jump scares in there too, just to keep yeah. you on your toes. And but they build up with the tension really well. Then we see one of the ghosts like run into a like a hole in the wall, like disappear into the wall. And Bull sees this and he starts just destroying the walls. Like he gets a hammer and he starts breaking holes in the wall. I'll find you. <laughs> trying, to, trying to find it. And I like the determination. 
the method the methodology is questionable but i like the determination at different times later we see him like looking at the wall like from a distance and all you can see through those holes is just pairs of eyes looking looking through the hole like like there's not just one ghost there are ghosts plural filling these walls looking at him through the holes he's made your description of the scene gave me a few chills i ooh, that's yeah like it's a good one. it's a it's got some good creepy like scary moments in there so after that first first night of haunting they or i guess first couple of nights this goes on a couple nights they finally come to the conclusion that they probably can't live here like this yeah <laughs> that that seems like a a reasonable conclusion. So very small problem, though. They were released from the immigration detention, but they're not citizens of the UK by right. any they stretch of the yeah. imagination. They're kind of trapped there. Yeah. They cannot move. They cannot go anywhere. They can't get jobs. They really can't do anything. They can't get jobs? Correct. Yes. They're asylum seekers. They, uh, yeah. Wait, wait. Asylum seekers can't get jobs? Depends on the circumstances. Even in my case, when I came to Canada, I the way I had applied, I had to wait until I had p- full permanent residency before I could get a job in Canada. Well, you were seeking asylum. You're like, I live in the U.S. and I, we don't have health care. <laughs> yeah, but the laws are very odd. That yeah. You would think those were the people you would want most to give that opportunity to because if you want like people are going to bust their ass <laughs> well, but the the counter I mean, argument cynical, to but... more immigration is always but but jobs so this is one they of the took things they took our but they wouldn't be able to take them <laughs> if they weren't willing to work harder <laughs> like here's i the, don't know this we're, seems... we're not arguing immigration we're arguing the movie Oh, you're absolutely oh, right. right. There's I'm a sorry. movie to talk about. We got. I. I don't know. That's just wacky to me. Like I. All right. Anyway, yeah. I don't know anything about politics. I guess. Go ahead, Fry. So they they can't go out and and just rent a new place. So they they go back to the immigration office and they're like, hey, uh, we need a. Or Bull goes back by himself. He's like, hey, we need a. We need a new place. Is there any way we could transfer to like a. A half a bedroom flat on the 467th floor of a ramshackle building. That'd be such an improvement. Everyone everyone at the office like just gives the guy shit about it. It's like, yeah, that place? But that's bigger than my place. Like, they repeat that joke again. Oh, cool. Let's swap places. Um, <laughs> and, and Matt Smith's character really gives him a hard time about like, hey, you, you're going to cause a lot of trouble if you do this. And then your case is going to get reviewed. And people are going to wonder why you're not assimilating well and you're not going to get approved. So you really got to not do this. And he's like, no, I, we really got to go. It's it's these rats, man. It's the rats. Yeah, you got to tell them something, right? So Matt Smith's character, whose name I've forgotten, is like, hey, all these places kind of have rats. Like, I don't have, a, I don't have any rat-free places to offer you. And the guy's like, oh, it's fine. We'll take it. He's like, oh, so it's not the rats. Then tell me what it is. He's so frustrated that this guy won't tell him what's the actual problem. And (laughs) so finally, realizing this isn't going well and is in fact making his chances of receiving asylum worse, Bold runs out of the office and runs home. That conversation is Like literally runs? Yeah. Yeah. Literally just picks up, like grabs the form that had his name on it, like so there's no evidence. Yeah. Runs away. That whole conversation is so painful because Bull is, like, clearly losing his mind during the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, how do you, if, think about what I just said, ghosts aren't real. I said it 
even though I don't know that 100%, but like, there's just no evidence of it. What if you did find a ghost and you tried to convince me? I would try to arrange for like mental health care for you because that's <laughs> crazy. There's another scene that you know, follows it up a little bit later where Matt Smith and one of one of the other workers from the immigration office shows up. And remember, Bull has smashed all of the walls with hammers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they come in and he just takes a look at this now barely recognizable building and just goes, must be big rats. It's, <laughs> it's not a comedy, but there there's some moments in there where you're like, oh, shit. And while that's going on, Riel comes out and says, oh, Bull, honey, did you tell them about the witch that lives here that's tormenting us? Oh, uh-oh, oops, oops. Her theory is that this is a night witch that attaches to a person and consumes them until they have repaid their debt. Now, she doesn't explain what debt they have to repay here. I'm assuming something weighing on them. I'm assuming that the big problem is they don't have those in Britain and so (laughs) in the UK. And so they when she says that, that causes an issue. This isn't a will of the wisp. This isn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're you're almost it's not exactly the wee right. folk out in the bog. This, this is a different legend. This is taking haunting jobs from good British spirits. <laughs> oh God! Yes. Please, they, no. they Let's have, not go there. They have smuggled a night witch into the UK. <laughs> <laughs> this is why paranormal monster hunter shows are so popular and fun to watch is because they do know about a broad range of like different you know ghosties and ghoulies from different places in the world and it's interesting to learn about the folklore and then yeah. they figure out how to kill it and that's you know or to banish it or whatever but yeah in this movie that's just not what's going on this is just well, all and f- bad and all from the time. here the movie turns into a ghost hunters episode they bring in people with <laughs> <Yeah. animals. laughs> Wouldn't that be, Wouldn't that be the wildest twist? They drop the ball the just, just so just hard. So hard. <laughs> yeah. Like it starts out this super serious and like emotional, introspective yeah. thing about what it's like to go to a new country, and then they're just like, "And now we're gonna purge the ghosts with this magic vacuum." And, I have, and the the episode does so well that Bol and Real actually get famous and make quite a lot of money and have a very comfortable, happy life. <laughs> So we have been no, lying the no. whole time. This is a Ghostbusters Afterlife prequel. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 what other points do we, should we? I'm starting to get the shape of it. Obviously, I'm not sure if we want to go all the way to the end. That's Friday. So, that's kind of up yeah. to you. So there's there's a bit of a mystery building, and I, I if it sounds like you've got some interest, and in, I don't want to spoil how this where this gets to, but the. She mentions the night witch chases someone to make it repay a debt. And it's really unclear what the debt is at the time she's talking about it. And so as time goes on, we see more of the ghost. And we also see more of their backstory. How they got there. Who they are. What their life was like in Sudan. And those two things tie together to an ending that was really satisfying. I really liked the ending of this. Awesome. So yeah, I that's that's why I think you should see it is this just it wraps up so nicely, it wraps up in a nice bow at the end. 
there's not a lot of ghost stories, like ghost horror movies I'm a fan of, and I really like this one. See, Fry, isn't it nice to watch a movie that doesn't sequel tease? Oh, they set up for a big sequel. Do they really? <laughs> they do not. They don't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, depends thank on how you look at it. Well, thank you, Fry. That sounds wonderful. Uh, Russ, would you like to philosophize us Yo. in a spooky way? In a spooky way. Uh, so the philosophize me for this week there was an old philosopher (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that uh, that lovecraft story where the sorcerer has put the curse on the family and then it ends up it's just the sorcerer turning up and shooting them (laughs) no no it's even better than that if you recall his name is charles (laughs) the sorcerer He's yeah, his name is like Charles or something, and he's the the guy's the last surviving member. I think they call him a necromancer, but he's not either of those things. He's just really, really old, and he just dumps a rock on the guy's head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's not. I mean, aside from the fact that you live this long, this is not magic, my dear. So he just hucks a rock on his head, and the guy's thinking about offing himself anyway. Like it, this is not a like high difficulty kill. <laughs> Well, Rial is played by Wunmi Mosaku, and Bol is played by Sope Dirisu, and they knock it out of the park. Oh my god, they're so good. And Oh, yeah. I mentioned earlier, this happens from time to time on this show, where we misstep and we accidentally find a movie that isn't unnecessary. And if you, you can't lose them all. And if you just watch the Netflix preview, you might say, oh yeah, there's a spooky ghost movie. And it is that, but it's also a really good movie. And yeah. there was this spate of movies a while back where the monsters were emotions or trauma, like The Babadook is Depression and It Follows is about yeah. surviving sexual assault. And I initially had that feeling about this movie where you could say, oh, this is about guilt or something like that, but it's much bigger than that. And oh, as okay. and as Fry related, it starts off as the immigrant experience viewed through the lens of a horror movie, which is freaking perfect, and then it turns like it takes this turn into this examination of unresolved guilt and trauma and not only does it do it really well it does it in 90 minutes like it's such economy of storytelling and poignancy and as we mentioned earlier like with ghost hunters it could have turned preachy like just the moment where it's like okay i get it 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 introduces such a cool train of thought that it almost feels like a different movie And so here's my problem. I don't want to apply my usual half-baked silly philosophy to this movie. And, like, I love movies about, like, about the immigrant experience. And I don't want to talk about, you know, apply some silly philosophy to the immigrant experience either because every country has its own experiences and problems and dealings with the immigrant experience. And I can't even relate it to my immigrant experience because I'm white and I moved to Canada and so I just belonged. And there's a great scene at one point where uh, Rial is having a walk around her neighborhood and she encounters some black kids from London and like tries to relate to them on that level like just and it falls so flat and like yeah. these kids are like go back to Africa right right so i'm going to avoid that and i'm going to say this was a good movie and i can't say i'm not smart enough to say anything about it that hasn't already been said so i want to talk about the philosophy of movie monsters very briefly and then we're going to have a surprise group activity that i'll edit all the hell if i need to Ooh. excellent 
So Sounds fun. As we know, the best movie monsters are representative of societal or just human ills. I mentioned the Babadook and It Follows earlier, but there are loads like Godzilla and the Atomic Bomb and the Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth is fascism and that, that kind of thing. Uh, but just like your heroes, monsters need rules. And so Freddy Krueger, he's only powerful in your dreams. If you bring him into the real world, he loses his power. Um, right. Sadako from The Ring. She kills you in seven days unless you pass the curse on to someone else. And Dracula has the stake in the heart and all the holy stuff. You get the idea. And the Night Witch in this movie is called the Apeth. She will torture and ultimately kill you unless you pay your debt. And of course, the debt such as it is is revealed in this movie. So what I'm going to do is send you a monster movie title generator. Ooh. Oh, okay. This generates an absolutely ridiculous monster movie. So we're going to generate one apiece. I haven't done this in advance. And we're going to pitch a movie. You'll get your monster from the title, and then you choose a societal or human ill and give the monster rules. And then we will share out our titles and our monsters. <laughs> Are we just doing this for fun, or is there like a game? Or nope, we're just doing it for fun. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to put some banter in here. All righty. So, can I generate one until I have one I like? Sure. There are no rules. It's a podcast. I'm, I'm not going to be checking you. I have to hold on. I have to turn the volume down on this website. It's <laughs> yeah. I, the first time, it, like, it surprised me a little because I'm not used to websites making noise like that. And then the subsequent times, it was a no. Ooh. Are we waiting until we all have one, or we just... No, pitch out whenever you're ready. I've got a movie for you. This is Wretched Beasts Meet Hungry Children. (laughs) 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 And here's the twist. You're not going to know who the villain is until the end. Because those beasts, they're so wretched. It's just awful, awful beasts. But those children, they're eating the beasts. And these beasts seem to be intelligent, but they were hungry children. So the question is, who do you side with? <laughs> the children. The end. <laughs> do the children have any, have any weaknesses? Uh, yes, these children, they are hungry. And so they're also very cranky and easily distracted. <laughs> but if you feed them, they just turn into regular children. And regular children are easy to beat in a fight. <laughs> yeah, this... <laughs> That's fascinating. Well, I have uh, ended up with Slaughterhouse Killer Stranglers. <laughs> that sounds like a like a dark like a dark world WrestleMania thing. And of course, this movie is brought to you by PETA. Naturally. And the societal ill is Slaughterhouse Working Conditions. However, the Slaughterhouse itself is the monster, and it uses the spirits of vengeful cows to do its bidding. And the only way to defeat it is for everyone in the slaughterhouse to go vegan. Do you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a movie we would watch on this podcast. It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix well, is going to pick that right up. Well, uh, I have Doctors and the Mole Men. Doctors He's, and the Mole Men. Doctors and the Mole Men. Let me explain. So, um, Did the doctor create the Mole Men? I, I'm about to explain. I just have so many questions. Wait, doctors. Doctors and the mole men. The doctors did not create the mole men. The doctors are the mole men doctors. 
No, no, no. The mole, the mole men are just, it's a very derogatory name for people with a certain birth deformity that no one's been able to classify, but has only sprung up in the past few years. Ooh. The doctors are trying to cure the mole men. Oh, how but nice. Un- but unfortunately, they end up giving them uh, extra, like superhuman strength and a ravenous thirst for human flesh. Damn it. Like you always do. The hubris. Yes, and the mole men escape, and the mole men's only weakness is sunlight. But you know they bury underground, so it's pretty uh, hard to expose yeah. them to sunlight. You know, and rumor so- has it. That side effect, the superhuman strength and the hunger mm-hmm. for human flesh, also a side effect of the COVID vaccine. Don't get vaccinated. <laughs> uh, this could easily be linked to a pandemic. But uh, I was trying to avoid that because I think we've all had enough of that bullshit. And, uh, and including movies about it and made during it. One of the, the doctors survives by locking himself in like a lab room. And he starts working on a way to like pacify them, cure them, return them to their normal state. But unfortunately his formula fails and it ends up killing his only test subject. But then he gets infected too, so it's like a race against time if he can get this this sort of viral agent out. It, actually, that's a good point, Fry. You know what? It is a vaccine. <laughs> it's a vaccine. So when the mole men bite into you, they die, right? Ah, yeah. Yes. And now it's an I Am Legend prequel there's, and sequel. But there's a whole bunch of people who won't get the vaccine because <gasps> humans can go fuck themselves. And the mole men win. That's the end of it. The Hunter mole men Biden's the laptop. Planet. <laughs> the mole men uh, win and they eat every human and then they die of starvation. I feel tremendously bad about what I said earlier. Everyone get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> also, I generated another one and I yes. really, I, it turns out I just generated an alternate title for the, uh, the book Kraken. This is Squid <laughs> oh, Man's that's... Prophecy. Squid Man's <laughs> Prophecy. <laughs> Well, I got one that's near and dear to my heart because I love reptiles. It's called Valley of the Bizarre Lizard Man. <laughs> and uh, I choose to interpret this as just a, there's just a lizard guy living somewhere way out in the desert and people find him and he's totally, he's harmless, right? Like he eats, you know, bugs, like scorpions and stuff. Sure. He's, he's, he's harmless to people, but they bother Terrible him so Terrible scorpions. But yeah, well, you know, but they, they don't have, you know, United Press, so it doesn't matter. But he, it starts to get to him and people are taking pictures of him and he can't sleep and he doesn't feel comfortable. But he, he can't like speak, but he's definitely got like sort of human-ish intelligence. And so he goes nuts. And then one day he just goes on a rampage. It's actually one night he goes on a rampage and they stop him in the morning because, you know, he can be stopped by normal like bullets and stuff. But then they all comment on what a tragedy it is that like he went crazy but it's like a commentary on, you know, the public. Humans I, suck. I have problems. <laughs> yeah. First problem. Yeah. Aren't lizards usually not active at night because of all the heat they need? But he's the, he's the bizarre lizard man. Is he warm-blooded or cold-blooded? It's not explained in the film. All well, right. how do we see him acting? Does he, does he he's act extremely, lazy he's, he's extremely active and also in hot areas of the world, some reptiles do come out at night. Fry. Do we do we see him lounging on any hot rocks for a time? Yes, yes. He comes out every morning and he does like a little ritual to the sun. And that's when people start taking pictures of him and he hates it. So it sounds like he's likely cold-blooded. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. again, just the, the energy level to assault a town like this 
Very, very troubling. So that's the only thing about it that troubled you? <laughs> Sorry, Russ, everything else ahead. was fine. Everything else was fine. I got Worm versus Crocodile Woman, colon, <laughs> Killer Fiasco. Nice. Oh, a killer fiasco. Now, here's the thing. The Crocodile Woman isn't a monster at all. It's a food critic. And the worm oh. is the is the parasite that she inherited. And Killer Fiasco Wait, is... Wait, inherited? Well, I mean, from eating food. Oh, okay. Inherited. Yeah. Passed down from I thought her you grandpappy. It was like a family this could heirloom. be even better. No, that's a much better idea because what yeah. if, like, what if she's like she did inherit this worm and she's using it to like infect restaurants around the town and they mutate? Can I? Can, do you mind if I posit one other possibility? What if her family has a ritual where, when the previous matriarch dies, they all partake of her flesh, and whoever gets the worm goes on to be the next food critic? I was thinking scatological, but we're on the same page. Okay, cool. <laughs> and it's about fecal transplants. Ultimate? No, I can't follow. That. <laughs> I got one more of these I want to share. Yeah. <laughs> Just because, again, it was just, you see one of these titles and it's just too good. Shout out to whoever made this website, by the way. We're probably <laughs> not going to link it, so no one will ever know. No, we should work. absolutely link it in the show no, notes. This, this is great. Is, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we should. Anyway, I have Easter of the Blood-Sucking Sharks. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Is it about Jesus? One of the blood-sucking sharks ate some of Jesus's blood. Ah, uh, hell yeah. yeah. Now, you may remember... And he can come he, back to life. When he famously walked on water, one of the oh, yeah. sharks came up, got a little bite out of his foot. Uh, Jesus healed instantly because Jesus has an insane healing factor. Like Wolverine. But the, just like Wolverine. But now so does the shark. The shark inherited his powers. Uh, and so, wait, wait. Can the shark also turn water into wine? And is that what ultimately does it in? Uh, the shark... Breathing in wine. I was picturing so it doing the miracle of the loaves that. and the fishes, and one fish swims by, and it explodes into a million fishes, and the shark just goes nuts. <laughs> yeah, see, I, <laughs> I, I think you've got to temper this with the mind of a shark, because like a shark doesn't know anything about wine, so it's not going to turn the. It could turn the water into wine, but it's not going to. How long but do you it, think you it, would have to teach a shark to for it to know about wine? Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to introduce a shark to wine for it. To no, be no, no, no. I want no. I was asking a more detailed version. Oh, of you life. want to know how I would do that? How? Yeah. How would you go about this process? Well, that's <laughs> it's really interesting that you ask because here's my answer. <laughs> it's you've seen those those whiskey pods that look kind of like Tide pods, but they put whiskey in them, and you're supposed to eat them. I haven't uh, seen this. No, this, this is a real thing. I swear to God. Okay. Uh, same basic. Concept slash material as in a Tide Pod, but it's just a little capsule filled with whiskey. Wait, is it water soluble? The pod? It's digestible. No, no. I mean, is it like plastic or is it meant to be eaten? It's meant to be eaten. So you not put, the Tide Pod. The whiskey. So you pod. put a, so you put a whiskey gusher in your mouth. Exactly. Yes. Why wouldn't you just drink the whiskey? Because this way you can eat it. So anyway, the important is, thing is it is a state fair joke. I mean, it is ridiculous. It's, okay. it's not made by the state fair. It's made by whiskey companies. But it's just one of those things where you're in a board meeting and it's like, guys, and some minority shareholder was like, I have an idea, and you had to entertain him, and now you've made a couple of thousand. Yeah, let's make it's, whiskey fun. These are not like a regular product you can just wait. Pick up are the these for putting up your butt? No, I suppose you maybe could though. You just swallow them. Like, wanted to but 
They're meant for eating with your mouth. Yeah, I don't know why you would. Okay, is the is the okay? I have to know. Is the covering flavored? No, no. Unless you consider that's like asking you know, like is a shot glass flavored? Yeah, you know, a lot of people think. A lot of people ask me why I think that humanity doesn't really deserve to continue on. Whiskey pods isn't the reason, go, but it's a symptom of the reason. It's a go symptom. Google whiskey pods. You need to see these while we're I'm talking doing about it them. right now. Please continue. I'm sorry for interrupting. Well, we're not going to continue. We're talking to you about whiskey pods. Oh, and you're... let me see. Okay. Oh, here they are. It looks like a Jello shot. All right. What is okay? Oh, so like Glenn Livett's getting in on this. This isn't like you know Hal's whiskey. This is like actual yeah. established brands. Yeah, that's somehow sadder to me. <laughs> okay here's uh how do you take your whiskey neat or on the rocks perhaps you'd actually prefer it in a thin membrane of seaweed <laughs> that sounds like I a mean, japanese I, commercial i know i guess it's better than gelatin <laughs> but is it really though this month scottish distillery the glen Livet unveiled a series of glassless cocktails oh fuck off don't you love it when you liquor? get something no one wanted I don't, uh, consisting of liquor and some other stuff in a seaweed extract casing that is in quotey fingers and also the other stuff. Naturally, I started drawing comparisons to Tide Pods, which is, I suppose, fair, but kind of played out. Looks just like Um, them. News reports have had to assure people that these whiskey pods are not a hoax. (laughs) You know, when you pitch a new product, the reaction you want from the public is, fucking really? Is this a joke? Are you sure these aren't poison, or do they go in my dishwasher? Or my clothes washer? After Put them you bite... everywhere. See what works. Okay, after you bite down and all the whiskey comes out, what happens to the casing? <laughs> According to the press release, it's simply swallowed. <laughs> okay, so there's a limited run of them at London Cocktail Week. Where oh, God damn it, a limited after... run? They're not being mass-produced in perpetuity? Well, no word on plans of future whiskey pods yet. Okay, so this appears to be a joke product for people who are already like six drinks in at the whiskey festival. I do want to point out that was the most ominous yet I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. Where did I, the, oh, oh, I gotta did, say, I really would love to try these. I don't know that I'll ever get the opportunity you, to, but That's because I would you will try anything thrice. Where did the idea for these even come from? The company that made the packaging for the whiskey pods has been making edible Tide Pod-esque blobs of water for a few years now. They give no explanation why this company has been making these. Just a thing we like to do. They just... what? Ah, uh, oh, let's tie it into the beginning of the episode when we were talking about British food. Dot, 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 ellipses. And last year, British food delivery service Just Eat did a trial run of Oohoo or Oho ketchup and Oho garlic and herb sauce in one of these pods, boys. It's in a pod, so it's not convenient to put on your food. So I guess you eat the toppings? Britain has a food delivery service called Just Eat? Yes. Apparently, (laughs) according to this article. I want all of my companies to be strident commands from here on out. We're renaming GE to turn on the fucking lights. (laughs) I don't know. I'm done. I don't want to talk about... This is so fucking stupid. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I instead would like to talk about the Asylum of Prehistoric Tarantulas, which is this new movie that I'm getting made. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, are you watching so, it or not? What's that? Are you oh, watching yeah, it or I not? Forgot. We're so yeah, far over time. Uh, oh, oh my God, you're right. Of course, I'm going to watch this movie. Uh, it's not. It's not often we get an actual like good one to watch, and it sounds really great. I do think it's not right for the show, but hey, we can't lose them all, boys. You know, you gotta like every now and then you're gonna pluck a gem out of that turd pile. <laughs> oh, we did. All right, I have a request um, that we, we have don't that, that we don't okay. do a wheel this week. That we just go free for all horror. All right. All right. Sounds like you have some plans. So here, here's my, well, never mind. I was going to say, Russ, it sounds like you have some things in mind that you want to look at for movies. Give us a caveat. All right. Okay. Obviously, no more ghosts. Yeah. We're done with that. No romance, no ghosts, no comedy. I mean, it can have jokes, but it can't be, be a comedy. So no horror right? comedy. All right. Yeah. No horror romance, no ghost stories. I think, I think my only caveat is... How about one, one not made in an English-speaking country? Oh, no, that, yeah, that's totally fine. I was going to say it may not involve an alien for a caveat. How about oh, that? Oh, so, so, so not something like Nope. Yeah, yeah. precisely. Well, Nope, nope is, is too good to be on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, like, but I mean, you know, it's like no signs, no Nope, no that kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. It, it, may not, it may not involve an alien. That is my big caveat aside from the stuff we haven't already done. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to watching this one, unlike usual, where I'm sort of either have mixed feelings or a feeling of <laughs> dread. But, uh, yeah, we got to move off this ghost thing. We don't have that much spooky season left. True. Nice work. Do you gentlemen have any recommendations for the listeners? I got one. I watched a Possessor Uncut, that Brandon Cronenberg movie. Oh. It is some good What's old about? body horror, and I enjoyed it, with the exception that it's about 20 minutes too long. Ah, yes. You but, can only go so long with it. But horror. I do not regret watching it. Well... I uh oh no I already I already recommended Hobbs Barrow didn't I on a previous episode? Yes, I you did. did. Well, then in that case, I'm just going to go back to working on my Asylum of the Prehistoric Tarantulas project. It'll be out in <laughs> seven or eight years, and it'll be wildly over budget, and it'll be 35 minutes long. Three hundred million dollars. All the effects will be done with pipe cleaners. <laughs> Somehow, a horror movie brought down Disney. It will be hailed as a return to practical effects until people actually see the movie. Yeah, until they see it and they go, oh, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about when they were good. Is that man wearing a trash bag? The, it's going to be, the budget will be wildly misspent. So that's my recommendation. Get ready, get hyped for Asylum of the Prehistoric Tarantulas. And thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey James Watch This. Have a great day. And don't drink, please.